following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K-State Athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. My God, can you believe this? I'm still in the queue for Taylor Swift tickets. I just can't get through. I can believe it, dude. I'm impressed that you're at least still in the queue for them. That yeah, Ticketmaster's sl- site hasn't just completely kicked you out and everybody else that is in the queue for them. They're selling two at a time. How much, like, if you don't mind me asking, how much are those bad boys? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, yeah, they don't have, okay. No, I, I don't have a clue. Ah, oh, man, she probably just rakes in the dough. I mean, those tickets are going to be expensive, but you'll do anything for love. I'll be real. I don't want to see Taylor Swift. Uh Uh-huh. I mean. If I could pull some strings and, you know, like, you know, I'm sure Lindsay would take her her daughter and go see Taylor Swift or go with some friends, I'd get them some tickets if I could. Right. I don't have that kind of pull. No. Not even coming to Arrowhead. Um, so but not t- worth it. T Swift, if when you really break it down, she's got like sixty-seven hits. You know what I mean? Like at least you're gonna go and you're not gonna hear nothing you haven't heard before. You know what I mean? The thing like, is though, I don't want to hear it again. <laughs> not a big T Swizzle fan, huh? Oh not quite. The darling, America's darling. America's well, sweetheart. here's the deal. I've said this before. I don't like her music, but I love her as a person. Sure. She's an amazing person. Her music isn't for me. Her music stinks. I don't. I'm not a big fan of Con- her country music, her pop music. Yeah, it nah. doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. I don't care. <laughs> Either one, fine. It stinks. But I can respect. It's like Martin Brodeur, the uh, Hall of Fame goalie. Of course. I don't really watch hockey. Not into it at all. But I can respect what he does. Same with T Swift. She's the Martin Brodeur of my life. I I don't particularly like what she does, but I can respect it. I don't know if you could beat that analogy, Troy. Um, she's that's the, a rather odd analogy, but okay. She's the Nikolai Havibulin of my, <laughs> <laughs> of my life. <laughs> the Vladimir Klitschko. Yes. Yeah. No. No. I love boxing. Oh, dang it! Don't you go there. Oh, no. Glitchko fan. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And Vitaly. I mean, of course, yeah. you know, he's fighting against Russia. Dude is punching Russians as we speak. That guy is tough. I saw th- something about that on Twitter. Russia is literally attacking Poland, yet what's uh, trending higher in the United States is Vlad- Ticketmaster. Oh, Ticketmaster. Because yeah. <laughs> it sucks. Well, don't you know, Taylor Swift is more important than Poland, it okay? It is T-Swift. Dang it. Well, here's the deal, guys. Just kidding. Love you, Poland. What a week it's been for, for K-State. Football whoops up on Baylor, 31-3 that final. K-State men's basketball gets two victories, one at home, one on the road. Women's basketball gets two wins, one at home, one at a technically neutral site. But in an MLB stadium and volleyball wins on Thursday. We got a special request. I was probably going to play it anyway, but this one's going out to John. Big Steve hit it. It's time to get set for the cat attack. Feeling's growing strong. You can join in the action. 
this is where you wanna be With Kansas State, come on, set your spirit free Kansas State, our pride is with the cats Kansas State, come on, join the cat attack Kansas State, excitement's in the air Kansas State, the fun is being there Having a good time there, purple and white we share Yeah, and of course, K-State football also controlling that destiny once again to get to Arlington, play for a Big 12 title with West Virginia and Kansas still on the way. 31-3. to And it, I mean, I'll say this. The first drive, I was like already getting like, oh, God. You know, like they were kind of going down the field. Almost. And then the mopping began. And it didn't stop. Thanks to Kobe Savage and that interception. <laughs> and then it ju- they just never let up. And I love that about this crew. They'd be putting the, you know, putting the smack down on people. Well, speak oh, of, awesome. speaking of Kobe Savage, let's get to some Coach Kleiman presser highlights. One bit here included Kobe Savage because he left the game in the second quarter with an injury, did not return. Unfortunately, it's bad news. We lost Kobe Savage. Uh, for the year, he'll be out for the year. It's it's uh, really tough because Kobe was playing such great football for us, and he was devastated. But uh, we'll lose him for the year. I mean, playing great football is an understatement to me. Kobe from game one, from defensive possession one, uh, he was being noticed for how quick he plays at that safety position. The JUCO transfer. And he just so happens this season to be leading K-State in interceptions with three. He is forced to fumble. He is second on the team in tackles this year with 58. Now the next clip here is Coach Kleiman talking about they're going to have to move some guys around at safety. Sincere, who started his career as a strong safety, will move over there, working through some of the other things this week. But uh, you saw, you guys saw that a little bit on Saturday with Sincere playing. We're still going to need multiple guys to play. TJ's going to need to play. VJ Payne's going to need to play. We've got another spot now that we don't have an experienced guy. So uh, something that we're going to work through this week. And as K-State fans, I consider ourselves lucky with and this was also brought up in a question later on in the press conference I'm not going to play the clip but at the secondary in that safety positions the three that uh, there's already a lot of rotation mm-hmm. there's already a number of guys that can that can play those positions um and coach I think named all of them sincere Mason TJ Smith VJ Payne and you got and VJ Payne is a is a true freshman who is shown to play some good snaps so I don't think you can replace Kobe Savage. You just can't. But at least there's going to be experience behind him. I don't think this is any sort of a, you know, it's not worst case scenario or anything. I'm not extremely worried about it. I just, I, I hate to lose him because he was so good this year. I'm just so happy though he still has two years of eligibility remaining. Yeah. That's a big deal. That's huge. And it just, it, it stinks because you can tell he's one of those guys that sets the tone. Um, emotionally for the team out there. I mean, he's so fired up every game. Fired up. He is vocal. Yeah. And Drake Cheatham said this in the breakouts with the players that they have to communicate a lot more because he was the communicator. Mm. He was the one talking. He was the one noticing, kind of like the quarterback of the of the safeties, noticing and calling out things he saw, 
adjustments, whatever. Mm. He was the talker. That is also something they're going to have to replace. Now, quarterbacks. Um, it's no secret from this room that we're three sitting in on of, of who I at least want moving forward, if both guys are healthy. I talked about it at 510 yesterday with Wyatt Thompson. But uh, an update on Adrian Martinez because Adrian got hurt on the second drive after picking up a first down on a little QB sneak. Was Will Howard the rest of the way? Really, the question is, is Adrian good to go this week? He is not out for the season. I, I, I had heard that that was out there, but that's not the case. He is not available this week. He, he will not be playing this week, but um, he's not out for the season. So um, Will's going to be uh, the guy. It's his football team. So there you have it. Will Howard will start a quarterback for K-State this Saturday against West Virginia. And I'll be honest with you. The first thought I had when Coach Kleiman said what we just heard, I was like, man, Will's going to tear it up. <laughs> Will's going to tear it up. It does. It didn't. And again, when I talk so highly about Will Howard, again, this is I'm not speaking anything bad about Adrian Martinez. I think he's played some great football this year. But passing the eye test, Will Howard is the offense has just moved better with Will Howard. It just is what it is. And even if it was Adrian, I would still feel pretty good. I'm still nervous, but I'm still feeling pretty good about beating West Virginia. Now I feel really good about K State beating West Virginia because the hot hand of Will Howard, who has thrown for nine touchdowns in the last three games, no other Wildcat quarterback in history has done that. Wow. That's how hot of a hand he has. Wow. Really? Yes. Whoa. Yeah, I get it. I am actually surprised that they let that slip, that he was going to be out for the year when they did. You want to keep everybody guessing anyway. You know, don't don't release any of that information. Um, so I, I get, like, he's. it feels like he's just kind of playing that game. Like, hey, now, we can bring him back now. He's not out for the whole season. Easy does it. But it's like, at this point, I think all teams are like, we're going to prepare for Will Howard. That's who we're going. We're gunning for. Well, of course, we got another question. It's another week. So another question about the red shirt situation. Coach Kleiman said that he and Will, they're they're pretty good at this point about not redshirting Will. Yeah, we've we've had that discussion and dialogue over the last month since Adrian's been hurt um, between he and I and then he and Coach Klein had another conversation with him today uh, with where we're at and with how he's playing. I know he's comfortable. I know we're comfortable in the fact of it's a pretty special time for K-State football and he's playing at a really high level that he's excited about his opportunity. Yeah, from everything that was said at the press conference today, that was what I was wanting to hear. Mm -hmm. That they're now comfortable with just red shirt is now a thing of the past. We we should... I mean, Coach Kleiman, of course, had it the way he wanted it. You know, Will Sh- Redshirt Will Howard, he has three years of eligibility remaining. But my thought is, you know, I, th- I think I brought this up with Wyatt yesterday. I don't remember. But, you know, even if you got to go with the guy that gives you the best chance of winning at this point. Because there's so much on the line now. Now that you're in the driver's seat of being that second team into the Big 12 championship game, you control your own destiny. You got to go with the guy that you feel like is the best chance of winning. I, I, I don't know if this is true, but after seeing the way Will just jumped in and, and moved that team down the field for a touchdown and scored 31 points against Baylor, that, uh, I, I mean, they got to be at this point leaning that, okay, Will is probably now, after this sample size we now have, 
the best chance of us winning games here on out. I want to go back to something that David just said a moment ago about that Kleiman has it now out there that, okay, no, he's not going to go this week, but there's still that chance that Martinez could come back. How much of that is to maybe soften things for Martinez at this point, given, and he talked about this some in the press conference, you know, bad luck, essentially, is what 9 a.m. is kind of run into with the injuries, including what took place last year at Nebraska. And in all honesty, if you really look at his career, we could talk about a, a kid who's, you know, been snake bitten throughout in in his career. Things that aren't his fault and haven't played the way that you would like to see them play for a kid giving his all like that. And I and I wonder how much of that is just kind of softening that blow and saying, yeah, there's still a chance. Yeah, there's still that possibility he could come back when the reality may be a little different than that. I'm not going to lie. I, th- I was actually a little surprised to hear that Adrian was just ruled out mm-hmm. for, for Saturday mm. against West Virginia because after the game on Saturday at Baylor, Coach mentioned that he wouldn't have been 100%, but they were trying to keep Adrian warm just in case they needed to bring him back in because he could have gone back in, but they decided to roll with Will Howard. And then he's just ruled out for this game against West Virginia. You know, I mean, maybe it was worse than what they thought. You know, maybe when he cooled down and the adrenaline wore off, maybe it was worse than yeah. expected. That could that could certainly be the case. I was just a little surprised, but and again, I feel I feel really bad for Adrian Martinez. You can't help but feel bad yeah. for the guy. This is supposed to be his year to, and he's you know they're still going to a bowl game. Mm-hmm. It could be really great, but. Now he's injured, and now he's no longer, you know, now the favorite to be the quarterback. You know, even if he was one hundred percent, you know, now he, the coaches had to seriously, I mean, really consider Will Howard being the starter. Yeah, he, for one thing, I feel like he, I hope that Adrian knows that he has he has exercised some demons. He played really well here. He really did, and I don't think he was one hundred percent the whole time. No. I, I put my, I put my, I put my. He used to be able to say rent money, but I put, <laughs> I put a lot of money down that this guy walked in not one hundred percent, and he played hard, and he played hard for K State, and like I've, I've said it a million times, I will never forget that Oklahoma game as long as I live. But also, that guy has there been a, a QB situation that in recent memory we can remember where his status has been. I don't know. We say, like, every week it's changed. It's kind of like, no, he's cool. Eh, he's going to sit out. But he's all right. No, he's good. He's it, Every week with this guy. But I just think it's one of those game situations. You want to keep the other team on their toes. You don't want them to squarely um, game plan for just one guy. It's, it's a nice thing to have in your pocket. It's easier to do that for this game mm-hmm. than it is for KU. Absolutely. A week from now, mm-hmm. I think. Just because... Let's be perfectly honest. Uh, you know, you have all kinds of upheaval right now with the West Virginia program with the AD yesterday, and reports are that, or at least the the uh, conventional wisdom is that he's gone because he wouldn't make a move with the football program. Ooh. And so, you know, there's there's a lot at play there. You know, and it, it, from a from a K State standpoint. It's easier to go ahead and just prepare and say, we're going to set it this way, and let's go attack it. 
Well, I'll tell you what, we got a busy show, and if you guys want to talk more about that in the second hour, we can't, I'll let you guys do that because I'm leaving at 5 because oh. I'm attending the K-State Soccer Bank when I'm hosting the thing. A what? But coming up at 510, you're going to hear also from Mason Voth uh, from K-State, or from Email Online. You're going to what? Where, what are you eating? Probably something awesome. I hope so. That's, man, great job. Two free meals today. I love uh, it. Yeah, two on the school today. <laughs> nice job. Uh, we have Jeff Minnie coming on at 440 <laughs> to talk about the game that was in Milwaukee this past Friday. But coming up next, my top 10 list of the week. And guys, I think I'm going to expose myself a little bit. That's Ooh. next. Well, here we go. Back to the game. Mitch Fortner with Troy Coverdale. David G. Big Steve is wearing a Apple hat. Oh, oh! I saw it on the side there. Death something? Death Note, yeah, it's an anime. Oh, I don't know. Let's save that for uh, somebody else's do they know it, all right? How goes it there with Ticketmaster, by the way? Still waiting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Still 2,000 plus. And waiting. And waiting. Um, well, speaking of music, last week I really took... Luke Bryan to the woodshed. Man, oh man. With that country on and on and on and on song. Oh my God. <sighs> Couldn't stand it. Terrible. But I I, I, I crush country music all the time. Mm-hmm. But I, I think I give off give off the vibe that I just hate country music entirely. That's actually not true. I like some older stuff. There's some I actually do like. I grew up a little bit listening to country music whenever I'd ride with my mom to Clay Center to the grocery store or something. She always had it on B1047. Yeah. My top 10 list this week is my top 10 favorite country songs. Yes, I am exposing myself. This is true. There are actually 10 country songs that I actually like. All right, Strawberry Wine's number one, calling it that song. That is a great song. That that's a good one. Number ten. <laughs> so kissable, ugable, lovable, unbelievable. She's a mouthful of anything and everything a man could want. Big Steve even likes it. I've heard this before. Really? She's Diamond Rio is very underrated. Absolutely underrated. <laughs> Man, when I was like 10, I could just slay this. But uh, Unbelievable by Diamond Rio comes in at number 10. I think they were actually just in the area not too long ago. I swear to God that I heard Diamond Hey, Diamond Rio's going to be maybe like Prairie Band or something. Yeah, I don't know. God. But we're just getting started. Number nine. On my top ten list of favorite country songs. This is a shout out to Lindsay. Yeah, yeah. Garth is on the list with Colin Baton Rouge. I spent last night in the arms of a girl in Louisiana. And though I'm out on the highway, my thoughts are still with her. I even saw a video today of Garth performing this in Baton Rouge. At Death Valley, the place is, of course, going nuts. Yeah. I think he should have closed the show with that song. But he had to stick with the set list. You know those big tours. Here it comes. I think this is it, right? 
Nope. I had friends who were on hand for that and were just blown away by the fact that they essentially caused an earthquake when they played this song. It was an amazing show. Mm-hmm. Yep. Shout out to him. A lot of Kansas people also in his band. Operator, won't you put me on through? I gotta send my love down to Baton Rouge. Hurry up, won't you put her on the line? I gotta talk to the girl just one more time. Yeah, good song. Good song. All right. Number eight. I mean, really, the opening line is all you need. I am a lineman for the county. Shout out to Parks and Rec. Turning me on to Glenn Campbell. (laughs) I actually saw Glenn Campbell when I was like 17 in Minneapolis for this convention. They always like, I was part of this Leo's Club and they had this international convention. And they always had some artists come perform. And it was Glenn Campbell. I had no idea. Heard this song live. I was like, oh, like, whatever. This, yeah. is a, this is a banger. You were, uh, your first instinct was right. <laughs> this, this is terrible. Uh, you don't Glenn like Campbell. It's still on the line. It's something that has to grow on you, man, right? Yeah, yeah. One of yeah, my yeah yeah Mr. Lincoln Park. Get the one of my favorite all-time Facebook posts, and and folks had a lot of fun with it. I pull up to a stoplight. I've got my car windows down. Car next to me has their windows down, and they're thumping. And I'm not even sure what they're thumping. <laughs> I've thumper. and I've got Glenn Campbell Galveston blaring out of my stereo. And they're like. <laughs> Get a load of this guy. It's my top ten list of my favorite (laughs) country songs. Yes, I do like some country music. Number seven. Big Steve, you're a little off. On the banks of the river, on a well-beaten path. Yeah, this is an all-timer. Not even top five. Yeah, this one's nostalgic for me because this came out right around the time I remember listening to country music with my mother, Deanna Carter. What else did she do? She have any other songs, Troy? Uh, did I shave my legs for this? I believe is hers. That's a hell of a title. <laughs> that was the name of the album on top of it. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> Number six. Don't tell my heart. Now, this was my song pre-kindergarten. This is like the first song I can recall knowing the lyrics to. I can remember this is the first song that everyone made fun of. I I remember being like, it's not cool to like this song. Oh, no. Four-year-old Mitch Fortner was all about it. That's so. This song. I I can't not hear the song anymore and not think of the South Park scene where, like, they're lying stands line dancing and whatnot, you know? (laughs) You got served. (laughs) You got served, fool. Uh, It's my top ten list of my favorite country songs, and we're halfway through. Number five. Out in the West Texas town of El Paso, I fell in love with a Mexican girl. So this reminds me of my grandpa. Mm. 
And my favorite part, well, not one of my favorite parts of when I visited Nashville, went to this bar on Broadway, and it was like the only bar that didn't have a country band there playing music. It was more rockabilly. And they played this in Rockabilly. Ooh. I was like, that was, it was so awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I like that. I was in love, but in vain I could tell. El Paso by Marty Robbins. I think this is the oldest song on the One list. Wild as the West Texas wind. Great storytelling, too. Dashing and daring a drink he was sharing with wicked Felina, the girl that I love. So in anger, I challenged his right for the love of this maiden. Down with his hand. Okay. <laughs> right? Well, we got to keep moving because I think this is going to pop the house here. Number four. Islands in the stream. That is what we are. No one in between. told this story but when i dj'd the last morganville get together this one this was the song that brought everybody out i was like this is it huh i love this song dolly parton and kenny rogers islands in the stream and this was also a former number one song of the day it went number one on the billboard hot part of a string of duets that kenny had in the 80s where you just are amazed at who he sang with Sheena Easton, Kim Wilde. Oh, and for good measure, you throw in Dolly. I I never heard this song until I heard Ghetto Superstar. I I never I didn't I did not know that this was a thing, and I I prefer Ghetto Superstar over this one. I I, I don't like this. One. But man, you don't like Islands in the Stream? Nah, really. Oh man, give it a give it a shot. Uh-huh. All right, but uh, man, what could be higher than Islands in the Stream? Yeah, that's wow. Woo. Well, I talked about this song number three with Curry the other day. This one also goes back for me. Also, another great story. I think we can all relate to somebody that's like this. It's John Anderson, Straight Tequila Night. K13 is her favorite song. If you play it, you might have a chance. I love the fiddle in this. She's only sipping white wine. She's friendly and fun. But when she gets on that tequila, she is out of control. But don't ask her on a straight tequila. This is the point where John Anderson was really in the process of coming back because he had not done much since, I want to say, 1984 when he had Swingin' make the charts. And this then came up in 93. Mm, Yep. Well, you can only take so much John Anderson. Oh, now, come on. You know what? Hey, man, let's... Hey, uh, listen, somewhere in that mix in there of of songs, I've got uh, I'm an Old Lump of Coal by John Anderson. Now, that's... That's a, that's a great title. Oh, okay. oh no. That's him. Sounds like you're playing the song in reverse. That, it sounds, that's what he sounds like. All right. What is number two? Number two. <laughs> 
Guitarist Cadillacs by Dwight Yoakam. Another lesson about a naive fool came to Babylon. Found out that the pie don't taste so sweet. Now his guitarist Cadillac, he'll fill in you. Okay, this isn't this is a gentleman I still do want to see. Dwight Yoakam. I've missed out on a few opportunities. He's still out there doing his thing. Oh, great. Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, this reminds me of Terminator 2. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I knew the song from, but I think it speaks for itself. It's a every part about it I think is fantastic. But what is number number 1 one on my top 10 list of favorite country songs? I've talked about this one many times. This is by far my favorite country song of all time. It was an honor to see it live this past summer. Amarillo by morning. George Strait. Amarillo by morning. Up from San Antonio. Big Steve's a big fan. I know that. that I'm just like you. I don't like a lot of this modern bro country stuff. I like this. Yeah, I think this is a lot better. There's a few new acts that I've been following. 1888 Drunk Bro. (laughs) (laughs) And there you have it. My top 10 list of favorite country songs. I like it. That might be about as open as I will ever be on this show. Wow. I just opened up my life. <laughs> exposed the soul. Uh, yeah, I had, I had someone commenting on your uh, choice of exposed that had him worried. Uh-oh. What? What's wrong? Did I get, did I get the same notification? <laughs> Probably not. No, I didn't. <laughs> Listen, I think that was a very solid top ten list. They just were concerned about what you were exactly were going to expose. Okay. I mean, it is radio. I, hey, man. You can only go so far. Well, we're trying to get new listeners, so, you know. Big Steve. All right. Let's go ahead and take a break. And uh, when we come back, we are scheduled to have Jeff Mitty, K-State women's basketball coach, on next. The game on KMAN with Mitch Troy, Deej, Big Steve, now joined by K-State women's basketball coach Jeff Mitty. His team is 2-0 and on the season. A big win. This past Friday, up in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, American Family Field, taking down the Wisconsin Badgers, 77-63. Coach, I appreciate you standing by, and thanks for joining us. Before we get to that, we just talked country music. Do you get much country music around the program? <laughs> I do in my car. Uh, <laughs> I do in my car. Uh, I, I wouldn't say there's a, a lot of, uh, most of it's rap, uh, most of it. Uh, um uh, is not country, but uh, I can appreciate your list. Uh, there okay. were some old school songs on there. I can appreciate the list. Well, who is uh, like who is your? Fa- do you have a favorite artist or favorite song? Um, you know, um, basketball coach from an old school song. I'll go Garth Brooks, The Dance. Oh yeah. Um, and then uh, I've seen Eric Church in concert. Probably I've seen him twice. I saw him uh, in Texas. Um, with uh, Kenny Chesney, and then I saw him out in California. I saw him out in San Diego this past May. So, so big air church guy then, huh? You'll go all over to see him. Well, it just happened to be we were out there, and okay. he was there. We're not I'm not following him around or anything, but <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah, it was a good opportunity. It was uh, 
uh, we were taking a little vacation in San Diego, and uh, he happened to be playing Friday night, and, and we knew that going out there, or we had seen that. So, anyways, it was good. It was a great concert. So, and it was right after the pandemic, so you know people uh, hadn't been going to concerts for probably two years, and so yeah, it was good, really good. So that that's a move that I would pull when when you travel. Do you typically? Like if it's a vacation, will you look up like to see if there's any big concerts coming around that time? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Or or you know festivals or just something unique to the to the area that that might not be on our radar going there. So yeah, definitely. Tell you what, K State fans, a lot of you missed out on Vanilla Ice uh, when K State played Stanford <laughs> down in Arlington. I didn't go either, but uh, you know passed up on it. But a lot of you know it was there. All right, Coach. I, I, I don't like to admit. I have seen the Hell I concert. Um, I don't like to admit that. Um, but, okay. <laughs> well, your your program, well, now K-State women's basketball has 1,000 wins in its history, and your program got it done in uh, Milwaukee, 77-63, and one of the most unique environments you can find in, in women's college basketball at the Brew City Battle. What was that environment like? <laughs> you know what? It, it was really cool. It was really cool, and I, I'm a huge baseball fan, so, you know, but so it was really cool. It was, uh, you know, we came out uh, from the uh, dugouts, so from our locker rooms, we came out through the dugouts. Uh, it's kind of funny because the uh, the the, the um, brewers in the restroom behind the dugout have a big punching bag in the restroom, so I'm going to guess that uh, you don't like some calls or uh, don't like your last at bat. Uh, you go in there and just punch away at this bag. Um, it, uh, the court was actually, the shooting background was better than I expected. Um, it, it really was. Now, we didn't shoot the ball particularly well, but, um, the, there wasn't as, the, it didn't have the spots that had glares. Um, they did a good job with researching that. When we first came out in warm ups, um, there was sun. About two o'clock, we played at three thirty, so two fifteen. That was kind of on the edge of the court, but by two forty, that was gone. So no, that's pretty cool. And we got in there the we got in there late Wednesday night, and we actually they've got an ex golf um, out in left field that we actually had uh, a late dinner there, and we got to see kind of the court uh, from left field uh, the night before we practiced on it. So yeah, really good event, and, and they did a really good job with it. Well, I did get to watch the whole game, and uh, your, your team's down ten after one. It wasn't a great first quarter. After even at halftime, you're shooting twenty eight percent. But from that first quarter on, you outscored them sixty four forty. What do you think did trigger that big comeback? What changed, or was it even you know maybe Serena Sundell catching that elbow and making her a little angry? <laughs> yeah, you know, um, yeah, it was a tough elbow. That was a tough elbow, but. Um, you know, it, it really, um, we didn't guard him at all in the first quarter. I, I think we seemed to, uh, yeah, we weren't very physical early at all. Um, weren't, weren't playing with much of an edge to us. Um, I can't say why. We just, uh, we did have some players that seemed like they had a little deer in the headlight look. First road game of the year, you know, unique, unique circumstances. But, um, you know, we got the press going. Uh, I thought Sarah Shamatsi really gave us a huge lift, uh, energy lift. Uh, I thought Jalen Glenn uh, rebounded fantastic. thought she really had a good look to her. You know, Serena, uh, Gabby Gregory, I, I think, you know, the one thing about 
the one, the one thing about Gabby that that gives us is that if she gets off to a rough start, it doesn't change her aggressiveness. You know, she's going to stay aggressive. So you know, shots started to fall, and um, and we just uh, really got uh, way more aggressive. We got something out of the press, that's for sure. And um, I think once we made that run right back at him, uh, you know, we we were in for a ball game. And then I, I will say this, Mitch. I think one of the critical things that we did was um, we came out. We tie a game at the end of the third quarter, and we came out right away to start the fourth and really stepped on them. And it was critical because, you know, they ended up having about 17,000 for the men's game. So at that point for the women's game, they were starting to get seven, 8,000 creeping into there. So if Wisconsin makes that first push, it's a different environment in there. Yeah, that's a great point. Didn't even think about that. Didn't really get the uh, the shots fr- with the crowd in the background with uh, the TV broadcast, but you could tell they were starting to file in there, and you, that's a great point. Now, I've been I've been waiting to ask you this since Friday. I've been wanting to ask you about the three point shooting. You finished ten of thirty eight, which you know, with just having twelve turnovers and taking that many shots, I think twelve turnovers that was really big when you're hitting those shots and not turning over the basketball. That was big, but a lot of those threes came very early in the shot clock. I mean, we're talking, heck, I, I doubt many of them happen after 20 seconds still left on the shot clock. Was that yep. strategic with the way de- uh, Wisconsin was playing defense? Yeah, we're, we're going to hone them more this year, there's no doubt. Um, we're going to hone them more this year. And, um, um, we didn't show a lot in the preseason, and um, that was by design. We uh, we we didn't want to show a whole lot, um, and also we had some issues that needed to get cleaned up before we really started pressing and before we really started hunting the threes. Our focus in the preseason was we really wanted to get our transition D uh, more solid, and we really wanted to get our half court offense more solid. So you know, in in the exhibition games and in that first uh, real game versus Central Arc, we really tried to focus on those things. But um, you're going to see us unleash more threes this year than you've ever seen us do. And, um, you know, hopefully a bunch of them will go in. Um, Now, we need to make sure that uh, they're good threes. And I think for the most part they were. But you're right, we were hunting them early. And um, we're going to need to stay aggressive in that area. Well, coming up here, Coach, you're going to be playing three games in four days, uh, all at home, Iowa Thursday, Friday UTRGV, and Sunday Utah Tech comes into town, but also with Iowa ranked fourth in the country comes in uh, Caitlin Clark, and I think uh, you know if you pay attention to women's college basketball, you've seen Caitlin Clark somewhere in highlights somewhere. What what about the rest of Iowa's team that makes them good? Well, they've got uh, one of the best centers in the country. Uh, she uh, shot sixty nine percent preseason All American. Uh, I'm going to say her name wrong, Cezano, um, but just a fantastic player. Uh, they run a lot of the same stuff that we ran for Lee last year, kind of a overload stuff. She had 36, I think, the other night against Drake. Um, just a fantastic player. They've got a, uh, they've got their entire group back from a year ago that won the Big Ten, and um, you know they're they're a team that's uh, you know. Bractology came out today. You know, they do all the early stuff. And uh, right now they're projected to be a one seed, which, uh, you know, number four in the country, that's where you'd expect them to be. So they've got a lot of talent uh, there. But it really starts with Clark and Cezano. And uh, those two are as good a one-two punch as there is in the country. 
Well, K-State Athletics will be celebrating K-State's 1,000th win this past Friday with commemorative towels, which you can get when you go to the game, and it's a doubleheader with the men. The men play first at 5.30 against Kansas City. The K-State women are the main event against Iowa at 8 o'clock. Well, Coach, I uh, appreciate you adjusting your schedule to work with us and to come on and talk about this game against Iowa and the game against Wisconsin. Really appreciate it, and uh, and best of luck this weekend. Yeah, thanks, Mitch, and I, I hope our fans, you know, I hope we have a huge crowd. I hope we have them for the guys. Uh, I, I got to uh, uh, see some highlights. Man, uh, great win for them on the road. And uh, I hope we have a big crowd because the crowd can make a big difference. And uh, the top five matchup for us is this a huge game. So uh, hopefully we'll have to get doubleheader. Yep, no doubt about it. Thank you very much, Coach. Hi, right, Mitch. Thank you, guys. Thanks. That's Jeff Mitty, K-State women's basketball coach here on The Game. We'll wrap up the hour with a little Meet the Wildcats next. All right, Meet the Wildcats time. Get to know a cat just a little bit more. This week with Sammy Wheeler. All right, Meet the Wildcats with Sammy Wheeler. Do you have a favorite athlete when you were growing up? I'd say probably Jordy Nelson, you know, Green Bay Packers and... Uh, K-State guy, really cool watching him for sure. Do you have a dating red flag? Um, the only thing I might say would be only child maybe, <laughs> just because I have five siblings. Is there anything you're afraid of? Um, heights, yeah. I just watched a documentary on the free solo, the guy that climbs without ropes, and I could never do something like that. Now, it doesn't have to be football, but do you have a favorite sports movie? Uh, yeah, Warrior. The um, boxing movie, if you ever seen that one, or MMA movie, yeah. Dream vacation, where do you want to go? I think I want to go to Italy. Europe has always uh, been attractive to me, so probably Italy. Well, I've been told Italy is a good beginner spot if you're going to travel to Europe. Uh, cheaper and a lot of touristy stuff. All right, are you a cook and do you have a best dish? I'm not really a cook. My best dish, my best dish by far is eggs. How do you like your eggs? Scrambled. Me too. Do you put anything in it or on it? Cheese, salt, pepper. <laughs> Everybody games these days, right? you have a video game you're best at? I've never really been a video game guy. Maybe um, Golf Clash or something on my phone. All right. I just finished the Dahmer uh, show on Netflix. So do you have a show I need to binge watch? Do you have any recommendations? Game of Thrones. Got to go with it. Yep. Do you have a favorite holiday? Thanksgiving's coming up, but what's your favorite? It's close between uh, Christmas and Fourth of July, probably, you know. Are you related, distantly related to anybody famous that you know of? My grandpa claimed that we were relatives of Harry S. Truman. Uh, you have a go-to karaoke song? Tequila. <laughs> One word, right? All right, and finally, who's going to be winning the Super Bowl this year? The Chiefs. Got to go with the Chiefs. All right, Sammy, thank you for your time, and best of luck tonight. Thank you. That's Sammy Wheeler tied in for the Cats. Now, I will say, earlier today, I recorded a Meet the Wildcats with Will Howard, and it was really good. Really good. We got talking about uh, Philadelphia Eagle movies. Whoa, boy. And there was one Disney film that had Tony Danza in it that he had no idea about. No what? And I brought it up to him. It was a weird breakdown earlier today. Uh, we'll try to squeeze it in next week because they're going to be not on the air much next week. Matter of fact, I'm off the air for the rest of the day. These two, well, I should say these three jabrones, will take over. Their comments do not represent this radio station, <laughs> but it will feature a number two song of the day from old Troy Coverdale. I'm out for the rest of the show, heading to uh, the Shamrock Zone for uh, the K-State Soccer Banquet. Cool. So go Cats. Hour two next.